you are new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning, what is poppin'? So today is a little bit of a surprise. I didn't even mention that I was about to do this because my beautiful guest and I were just like, let's get it poppin'. So I have a sacred divine feminine who is more than that, and you guys love her. Can you please introduce yourself to the people? Hey, I'm Laura. And I'm so happy to be back here with Michelle. Um, I'm a spiritual life coach and I've got my own page called The Woken Mind and I'm excited to be here. Yay! Listen, I need like music and I need like applause. I need this whole production. In my head it's there, but realistically it's not there. You'll get there, you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, eventually or someone can, you guys can use your imagination like we do. Um, thank you for coming on. I, you know, I love that we have this soul family friendship right now that we can come on and really talk what's going on in the energy because the energy is really heavy, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. So many shifts and so quick. Like it's very rapid right now. So rapid. And I feel like, you know, really coming into this and, you know, understanding this ascension, so many people are trying to jump ahead of they know everything. Um, and today we're going to really talk about spiritual awakening in a sense of spiritual wisdom but first before we do that Laura and I are both twin flames and I'm going to ask you to start off with um, maybe just an introduction of what you know a twin flame journey really means okay yeah so for me um, I actually never really believed in the twin flame journey really for a long time I started my spiritual awakening back when I was in my early 20s um, it like the death of my father was like a big catalyst for that. Um, and I started doing a lot of the shadow work and everything. And then I delved into doing a lot of spiritual research and study. And I had always heard about, you know, twin flames and I never really actually understood it or really paid much attention to it. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I started, um, I think it was like right before, like I made a big change in my life, a big move. I started just kind of running into a little bit of it through music because I worked in the music industry. So I found it in a lot of like music and then I found it in some ancient texts. And still at that time, I didn't really pay attention to it. Um, so it wasn't until I actually lived through the experience that I realized and found out that a twin literally is the other half of your higher self. Yes. And it seems to be a way to hold you accountable on your journey and also a way to keep you, hmm, how should I say? I feel like when I was going through my spiritual awakening, I went onto like the side of just going into too much of the spiritual realm and not being grounded in the material world. And it wasn't until I realized that my soul had been split that I could realize that I needed to keep one foot on the ground, right? And one, <laughs> you know, up in the spiritual realm. Yeah. So it's like an accountability with that split that keeps you grounded and focused here and, and focused on wanting to change the world and not just kind of escape it. Yeah, absolutely. The balance, the balance. And that's a lot of like, for me, when I hear that, that's a lot of masculine energy, right? Because yeah. the 
and usually travels in that astral mode and they just want to like float away but you do have to ground yourself hence you know the yin and yang it's like you you we all carry masculine and feminine within us so that is truly on point um and i love speaking to you because i know you have a very similar story to me that we started awakening earlier mm-hmm. um, than most but it wasn't until we actually understood what the twin flame journey truly was about that we started i would say receiving more keys or receiving more sacred wisdom and right spirit. right um, my journey was a little different obviously i've been awakening since 2012 and then i got divorced and moved away and then i fell into this huge codependency emotion and you know that's fine because that's what a lot of people do on the twin flame journey you know there's so many people coming now saying i'm on a twin flame journey because i'm in love Mm-mm, child no 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 <laughs> Noah, right? So, it's not about love. Well, I mean, of course it's about love, but well, yes, of course. Listen, everything is love and it's all about experiencing the divine love as a human being, right? So, um, yeah, but you know, my journey was different. I never really knew what a twin flame was until my sister told me and then I realized what it was. And then when I went through a separation of that sort, that's when everything came in and then You know, I I just want to talk about it because I want people to understand who are resonating with the twin flame journey because it is getting a little bit more what's that like mainstream? Can we say that? Mhm. Mhm. Totally. That, it, that it's really about your mission work and really understanding how to become this the the alchemy and the student all in one. Right. Can you resonate with that? I totally resonate with that. And yeah, and because it's becoming mainstream, which I believe it's supposed to. I believe yeah. that it's coming to the surface for the reason, but you've got like um Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> who just have like announced that they're twin flames. Um oh, and I'm definitely not doubting that. And then you've got like Nora Jones who came out with Flame Twin song. So it's like getting into at least like the Hollywood type culture or the music industry. um and like, actors and things like that so it's being discussed um which can then you know really water it down if people don't really understand the depth of it well that's the thing and it's it's such a sacred journey and you know before we actually started this podcast we were talking about having that discernment and understanding that you know some information that you receive while you are on this path is just for you and not for the collective. Um and I feel like we should talk a little bit about that and then go into some higher wisdom information. Um but when it comes to discernment, my love, what are your feelings towards that so we can actually have this conversation and let other people hear? Yeah, I've really found for me that when I get downloads, I have to, you know, test them out. Um So I know we were talking about this a little bit before we jumped on here but I so I I go to like almost like the scientific method, right? So if I get a download, I test it out, I um check like with research with other um people um that have had spiritual wisdom come through and I also, you know, check it with like things that are going on with my life. and i allow it to kind of marinate and settle before i just speak on it um because it's sacred 
And anything that's sacred isn't something that needs to be kind of like announced right away. It takes time to process this information and it's all through kind of living your life and reflecting that it makes more sense because you have to make the connections with things that are actually happening in your reality. And that brings me back to the twin flame journey where before with my spiritual awakening, before realizing that I was a split soul, I just was kind of just obtaining all the spiritual knowledge I could, but not actually grounding it in reality and connecting it to my actual life. And that's spiritual bypassing. You know what? Such a good point, too, because the thing is, it's like, well, there's a few things that you said. First and foremost, it's I hear filters like you have to really filter out you know, where this information needs to be going to, because both of us are sacred feminines and both of us are on our mission. Therefore, you know, we do provide information out to the collective. But this is why shadow work is so key to our journey, my loves, because if you don't have the emotional maturity to go through this discernment, your emotions will take over and you'll just start blabbing. Totally. Um, so you know it's 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 true what you said and it's that same concept of really understanding the sacred sea sacred sea i don't know if that's a word but we're going to pretend (laughs) (laughs) of that information that's coming in so like with that said too it's like you know being on mission and really understanding that people because there are people who do desire information from us and right when I say that it's 1221 on my end which is awesome um what do you feel about that like how do you feel about like going with that information and you filtered it and putting out of the public how do you go about doing that using your discernment well I think I've really changed now um after you know like meeting the masculine aspect of myself realizing that um you cannot talk a person into their awakening And anybody that is a twin (laughs) and is on this journey knows that you cannot convince a masculine energy to do the work, right? It has to happen through like a process that slowly unfolds over time in divine timing. Mm -hmm. So I learned with... Uh, you know, before I was, I felt like I was kind of like trying to rush everyone. I was like, let me give you all this information. And of course you're going to process it right away. I realized that that's not how masculine energy works. That's not not how the ego works. It has to be broken down very slowly. And things have to happen in a person's life in order. So I tend to speak more in code. It's, it's, you know, how in the Bible, Jesus spoke in like parables. Um, I tend to speak more like that um, from time to time. And there will be times where I get like really clear and spell out exactly what's happening. But it's, it's sometimes it's just too much. It's too much for the ego to process if it hasn't gotten to that point. So I've really learned how to kind of like um, tone it down a bit. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so funny because that's what we just were talking about earlier too. It's like we're all being shady as fuck out here. We're like co-talking, like not making any sense, but it's the truth. We have to because it's only meant for certain ears to hear. And, you know, the ego is actually very, very delicate, is it not? Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's beautiful that you said that because it's true, we forget. Like, people think the ego is such a beast and it's a monster, but at the same time, if we look at, like, Beauty and the Beast, you know, that aspect of the beast is really actually very sensitive and vulnerable. But right. There are just layers and layers of such deep core wounds that not only in this life, but past life, that they are protecting it from. So, um, yeah, good point. Very good point. And, you know, understanding also that there is a twin that you do have energetically that carries. And I say it like this, as a twin flame myself, I carry some pieces of the puzzle and that twin, which is my masculine energy, carries the other piece of the puzzle. How do you feel like the masculines right now are dealing with their pieces and their puzzles? I think that uh, intuitively, I feel with the collective that there is definitely more information coming through, at least into the collective that I'm tapping into. Mm -hmm. um, but there's still a lot of guilt and shame with some of the conditioning that they have from past lives from this life um definitely with kind of like the um i'm picturing the hierophant card and the tarot you know with like the structures and the institutions and all of the cultural beliefs where they almost feel kind of like almost they're going against everything that they were raised with and that they should honor um, as they're starting to obtain more and more of this information. So I feel like there's still a resistance there, but I feel that intuitively the masculine collective is, is getting the information. They're just not ready to really um, step fully into their power completely. Yeah, I fully agree. And it's understanding the balance between the mind and the heart. Um, and I feel like a lot of masculines in the collective right now are really trying to break down that ego mind which is the lower mind and come into their heart and you know that's for all of us and this is why like spiritual maturity like the hair font because the hair font does represent the higher wisdom and higher yeah. commitment too, right higher commitment right it also represents the higher knowledge as well so it can be kind of like there's a distorted version that, well, I wouldn't say distorted, but maybe almost like a young version that clings to tradition. And then there's this this higher level of the Hierophant, which it really represents is complete spiritual wisdom and authority with self. Absolutely. And please understand whoever's listening, it really does um, resonate with your soul's journey. This is why we talk about the Akashic Records, because the thing is not every soul goes back to timelines such as Egypt or the um, Lumeria or Atlantis civilizations, right? So can we talk about this with you? Because I posted something with the Akashic Record and then you broke down something so beautifully that I feel like you should talk about. So um, yeah, can you share with the people you're studying? Um, I totally can't even really remember what I said <laughs> about the Akashic Records, but um, I, I mean, for me, the Akashic Records is right. It's it's this book, right? It's this book where we store all the information of every soul um, and all of their experiences in each kind of avatar that they incarnate in over the span of just existence, right? Yes. And 
it's, you know, it's like if you are an older soul, you've got a pretty thick book up there that you can access that has all of this information and all of these stories that you've lived out, all these characters that you've lived out. So it's like you've got like an extensive encyclopedia to reference. Um, And I just, and you know what I was trying to, I'm sorry that I didn't make it clear. I just wanted you to talk about like Steiner's work for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so definitely. Um, So yeah, you posted um, just a quote from either it was about anthroposophy or Steiner. With in reference to the Akashic Records. And I spent about, I want to say like seven years really delving into Steiner's work. And got to, he, he has all of these lectures kind of teaching people how to do the spiritual work themselves. So he was like, he always said, he's like, don't read my stuff and just take it um, as complete truth. You need to do the soul searching. You need to do the shadow work. And it got to a point where with his lectures, I, I started reading them and it was all of this information that I was already downloading. So I got to a point where I kind of graduated out of that, where I didn't need assistance from his lectures anymore. But I spent a really long time in that realm. And it was it was part of my spiritual schooling. And it was an amazing experience. You know, and I think that's key to a lot of people, especially nowadays when we are in a time of the Great Awakening. And a lot more souls are... Um, rising into their truth but the thing is no matter who you are if you're a well-known spiritual teacher a healer a mystic a shaman in the end of the day it's like you can take information from other people but what you're doing is actually taking information from other people that isn't really your own personal journey right yeah so the key is to actually do the inner work because you hold and possess all of the archives that you need for your own journey. Because we can look at someone like Steiner, for example, for yourself, and you can learn all these things, but what he's saying is his information. Through his filter. Exactly, and you have Mm -hmm. to take that with discernment, we'll say that word again, and bring it into your own inner path. Totally, totally. And for him, you know, as a white European male, there was a lot of stuff in there that really turned me off. You know, as a as a black woman, there there was a lot of like racist undertones there. So you have to take that with a grain of salt too. You have to think about the time. Um, I know that even Gandhi spoke, um, said some things that were really um, kind of disgusting about Africans. So it's like you have to understand that people are coming from their filter. They're coming from their cultural conditioning. They still have ego if they're here. I'm sorry. I don't believe anyone is just super enlightened being if they're here in a body. You still have ego if you're here. I agree with you because I said if that was the case, you already be God. You would be ascended. You would be God. You wouldn't be in this human plane. Exactly. Because the thing is, it's like no matter who you are, and this is why I always really stress and teach, do not be codependent on anybody, don't put anybody on a a higher plane than you, like, you know, don't worship anybody, because everybody is human, and everybody has those human tendencies that have to play out through the human ego, so I think exactly, yeah, there's no such thing as an idol, you know, and it's, it really, 
it comes, you have to have a, a, a sense of maturity, like you were speaking of before, to read someone's work and say, okay, yes, I resonate with that. And that I understand is coming from your ego conditioning. And I'm going to let that slide. And I'm going to take the bits and pieces that resonate with me and resonate with my story and that fit with my truth and use them. And I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But at the same time, I'm also going to, you know, do my own work um, and reference, again, that encyclopedia that I have in the Akashic that I've been writing for myself. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and that's the thing about a lot of us who are on this path. We understand more and more, and this is why the shifts are becoming major and, like, majorly more, what can I say, like, crazy? <laughs> Intense. Intense is a good Sorry, that's probably the proper word. Um, and it's because the more and more you are doing your inner work and learning the lessons and healing, the more and more gifts are given. Um, and, you know, you can really, we can really see this two ways, right? We can see this as, like you were mentioning, spiritual science, or we can look at it as spiritual intuitive mastery. Um, so, Let's talk about a little bit on the intellect side of things and how we can go about doing this work on a higher mind. Um, and I feel like you're really good at that in regards to speaking on the science of spirituality. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you were speaking, I was just thinking about how this all, how I want to just bring this back to the twin flame journey. So if you truly are a twin flame and you share a higher self with somebody who is incarnated into a separate body from you, that means that that person has the same, again, encyclopedia that you have. Um, you're kind of writing the story together. And when you meet that person, what it does is it gives you the ability to become this um, almost like spy i know we've said that before it's like you almost become a spy you know like I can't, you. I can't. sorry i i used to call my twin all the time you're a secret spy that's <laughs> so true so it's like you, you get this information because you can then kind of test and, and a scientist too right because then you can kind of test things out if you're in contact with them a, at least a little bit right you can yeah. see how they shift and they change from the inner work that you're doing and how they reflect that encyclopedia in a different way from you and it allows you to kind of do this like this have this hidden knowledge and this like hidden opportunity to like experiment with the inner world and see how it is reflected in the outer world through your twin. Amen. And this is why there's so many energies out here that don't want the twin flames together. It's not because of the love part. The love part will always be there, guys. It's because of the information and um, I guess the power, I can say. The yes. The power you can hold to really shift the world. because. The one thing I will tell you is that, you know, we're living in a world that has been given, mm, has been giving us a really big lie. I'll just say it like that. Yeah. And when the truths do come out, there are people, places and things that don't want that truth to come out. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I totally agree. There's this backwards energy and I talk, it a, lot, uh, talk a lot about it on my page. Um, 
and you can call call it like the Jezebel spirit. You can call it like toxic masculinity, toxic femininity that is clinging to tradition, clinging to the old ways and does not want us to move forward in the evolution process. They don't want us to follow God's plan. Absolutely. And then also we also have to look at ancient timelines and also understand that ancient stories that have been told to us are also alive. And um, a lot of us have reincarnated in this specific soul to really put the truth out there, which is very, very delicate. I feel like I'm speaking in code once again. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it's totally yeah. true. There also, you know, there's, we have past lives with people who we had conflict with where we were cut off. You know, we literally were tortured. We literally, you know, went through just unbelievable trauma for trying to speak these truths. And a lot of that comes up either with people who we literally had past lives with or people who are manifesting or rather presenting that energy that we experience in our past lives, that that resistance against the, the flow, the natural flow of the universe. Absolutely. And this is why I think it's so beautiful. Like, I am so honored to be a twin flame myself because um, it's the responsibility of my soul of why it's really here. Um, and I'm sure you can relate to that as well. Oh, totally. I always say that being a twin is, is really just about accountability. And it's that's the thing for sure. And you realize that once you realize that you can share a, a higher self with someone else, you then feel this unbelievable connection to others as well. And the telepathy that develops with your twin also then develops with other people around you. And you learn that we really are all one. And that's, and, and you understand it, not just from an intellectual level, but from the heart. Absolutely, because that's what I was gonna say too. It's like, you can have as much wisdom as you feel like you do, or the, as much knowledge, or you know, have all these degrees. But in the end of the day, if you don't balance it out with your heart or and your soul, which is your intuition, your intuitive self, then, you know, there's a big piece of that puzzle missing. And that's why I feel like the twin flame journey is so special because we get to play in both those aspects. Absolutely, I totally agree. And um, again, it's that accountability because when you can see that the work that you're doing is actually shifting a, another person, and your relationship with that person, you can also then see how it's shifting the relationships in your life. And then you can also begin to identify the karmic cycles that you're in. And it really gives you those keys to transform your life completely. Because once you can see that you're in a cycle and you're in a loop and you're repeating, then you can get out of it. So beautiful because you you mentioned the Hierophant and then of course right away when you're talking you said keys again. I just think of the High Priestess and you know the High Priestess and the Hierophant are divine counterparts. Um, and understanding both you and I are sacred feminines and understand the High Priestess energy very well. You know the High Priestess sits between the two pillars of light and dark and she holds the keys. Um, and to have those keys is a lot of responsibility, is it not? 
Absolutely. And it, it comes with that maturity and being able to harness that kind of lower shadow devil type energy and use it as a way to balance yourself out and move forward in the journey. And it's really through that twin flame journey where you have just the most nasty aspects of yourself surface. It's just part of the twin flame journey. If you're really on a twin flame journey, this isn't about a romance story. This is about you seeing all of those pieces of yourself that you have tried to either hide because you were spiritual bypassing, doing spiritual bypassing, or you just have just dealt with and said, this is who I am. I'm not going to change. So when all that stuff starts to surface because you're triggered from seeing your higher self in the flesh, you then learn how to take that negative, those negatives or the darkness and the shadow and turn it into productive um, energy that pushes you forward and allows you to integrate all the pieces of your soul that have been fragmented. So beautifully said, my love. And you know, this is the hardest part for people to actually take full accountability and responsibility for themselves. Um, and the more and more we go into it, the more and more understanding of who you are and aspects of, let's say, soul time events will come up. And, you know, this is why people purge, but this is all about the healing. And, you know, to be a part of the twin flame journey as well, I think the key aspect is to really be in service. Yes, yes. And I also think what's been coming through to me recently and you can give me your perspective on this, um, is that the mission, because I know there's some people who say there's no such thing as a mission. You don't have a mission. That's ego-based. And I've heard some people in the Twin Flame community talk about that. Oh. So um, there's a little bit of truth to that. Of course, there's a little bit of truth to everything. Yeah. The way I see it is that when we work in mission, we, when you're a teacher, right, you're mastering what you're teaching. So not only are the students gaining, but you're gaining because it takes a master to be able to teach something and be able to explain it in terms that someone who doesn't understand it yet can actually grasp. So when we are on mission, what we're doing is we're mastering the parts that we have Pro, that we're, we're processing at a deeper level the healing work that we've gone through. So not only are the people that we are helping getting a benefit from that, we also are. So we're in service to ourselves while we are serving others. And if you understand oneness, then you also understand that anyone that you help is it's you helping yourself because there's no disconnect really, only here on the physical plane. So the true mission is self-healing. Um, if you could see what I'm doing right now, I'm like, just, I feel like I have a tool in my hand and the orchestra is playing. Girl, yes. <laughs> you know, this is the thing. It's like, you can't do for others that you can't do for yourself. And if you try, we will see it and feel it, obviously. But mission is all about self. And it's really about mastering yourself in such a way and that's why a lot of twins especially have to go through very traumatic experiences yes 
Yes. And I, definitely. I say a lot to the people who are in my six week shadow program. And I say to you, you have to experience this though. I, I do. I'm sorry. And I hold space for you, but you have to experience this so you can be the student that becomes the teacher. And the only way for you to learn, unfortunately, is through the motion of pain. And that's what duality is all about. Absolutely. I have the chills. I mean, if you, and if you're an older soul, you know that you have come here to experience that darkness so that you can set an example and lead the way out for others. The only way you can lead others out is if you've actually gone through it. You can't sit on the outskirts and say, yeah, yeah, just dig your way up out of that hole. It should work. You have to actually lead the way and dig yourself out. Well, that's the thing, you know, this this is the difference between building up followers and building up leaders. And, you know, majority of the society right now are followers, but everybody will get their um, opportunity to be a leader in their own way. Um, and really, that's what truly the, the journey is about, in my humble opinion. It's becoming a leader in your own soul family and soul tribe. Right. And it takes that pressure to build greatness. And that's, you know, that's why there has to be a lot of respect in the twin journey, too, because you incarnate with this person over and over again. And you have to understand you have separate karma, you have separate identities, separate stories that you're living. And in order for your twin to ascend, you have to give them space. You have to give them that chance to dig through their own karmic cycles and their own shadow work and not be there holding their hand and and helping them through. Because if you truly believe in yourself, then you believe in your twin and you believe that they can do anything and that they'll find their way out. I agree. And that's what real unconditional love is. And it doesn't matter what you both experienced in this life and past life, because at the end of the day, there's a faith there that we know, because it's not a belief, it's a know that it will come into fruition when it's meant to. Because at the end of the day, you know, when we talk about feminine energy, you know, we can talk about the distorted feminine energy that is all about control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thing is, you know, we want to let go of that control and allow God to lead and allow people to have their time and their journey, which I totally, totally resonate with. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's been coming in so strong for me for the feminine that right now, what the feminine needs to be doing or should be doing if they, they want to heal is continuing to place all faith in God in that higher source that will bring out justice and judgments accordingly at the right time so that everybody learns what they need to learn. And um, there's no need to force or push or rush. Absolutely. And that's why I posted today, baby, keep your head up. Because the more you look down at your masculine ladies, the more and more, you know, it's going to be a struggle. Keep looking up and keep being led by the divine. Um, because that is the order. This is 2020. We have been called to be the sacred divine feminine, um, the holy grail, the rose, however you want to look at it for a reason, right? Yes. So with that said, you know, I know personally for me, I would never change being a twin flame for nothing because I wouldn't have experienced this type of dialogue at all, even before. Um, 
where can we end off here with the people who are twin flames and they're experiencing, and I'll say it like this, because I know I experience this a lot too, a lot of grief and loss when they're not with their divine counterpart. What can you say about that? I think that that's really just part of the journey. I would lie if I said that it's just all wonderful and you're just constantly in this energy where you're like, wow, I'm just, I'm learning so much. This feels so good. Well, part of the heart opening, which needs to happen for you to truly process the intellectual information you're obtaining requires pain. That a parent feels, right? It's like when you watch your child go off to college or they have to go and they leave you and you know that they don't belong to you. You know, you were you were given this time with them and you were gifted this time from God but then there's also a time where you have to separate and let them go on their own journey and live their life. And a twin feels that similar pain that a parent feels because that's that's real love. That's that's not romantic love. That's not codependent love. That's real, true, unconditional love. When you can get to a point where you're like, this hurts me to let you go, but I love you enough to let you live your own life and learn your own lessons. So beautiful. I just have my song, Love's Divine by CL playing while you're talking. I'm like, so beautiful. And that's truly what divine love is. And you know, the only way to truly experience that is through our journey. And hopefully more people will experience that through their journey. Um, Because I know I've never experienced love like this before. Have you? I, yeah, the only thing that is similar, like I said, is the love that you have for a child. Um, it's it's very similar. And that's kind of the, the place we have to get because then that puts us in the shoes kind of of like source and of the divine where they have to, you know, like if you believe if there's a hierarchy, like a spiritual hierarchy where there's like beings above us that kind of watch and guide us, they feel such attachment and love for us, but they can't step in really. I mean, they can give us guidance, but they can't really come and hold our hand and unwalk us through the process. And it's this kind of detached sort of love, um, again, that's not codependent, that is something that you can't really experience until you actually meet (laughs) the other half of your higher self. Yeah, it's, it's really beautiful because it's it's that energy of it's time to grow up now. It's like, I feel like that's the energy. It's time to grow up and really yeah. all these different levels of the journey. And, you know, to those beautiful sacred feminines or masculines, you know, whoever's listening and you feel grief and pain and you miss your twin, then I would just suggest you feel it and purge and cry and release it because there's nothing else that you can do. Right. There's the only way through it is through it. And it hurts. It just hurts so bad. There's no pain like that to feel that your your higher self has been separated into another body when you that realization is is extremely painful. But you have to just you have to feel it. Absolutely. Like I always say, it's a void in thy soul. It's not even the heart. It's your soul is a void. And I always describe it as, you know, I have to lay him to rest because there is parts of my, well, there's lots of parts of myself that I lay to rest. And you understand, you know, the death and rebirth process that you just have to let it go and let it be gone. So, you know, it's, it's very beautiful, but yeah, it's also very painful, but that's the whole point. It's a fine, it's a fine line between pain and glory in my opinion. 
Absolutely. And that's what pulls you closer to source. That what pulls you close to God, because when you realize that the higher self, all of our higher selves are connected to source, to God. If you can go back to source and connect to source, it eases the pain. Because once you feel that, you feel connected to everything. So beautiful. Like I'm having a total heart activation right now. And I feel like it's because so many people are still, still trapped in their ego and won't really allow themselves to feel that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough journey. It's, it's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) And don't allow anybody to also tell you what your journey is or define your twin flame journey. Please don't do that. Um, you know, keep it sacred to yourself because truly in the end of the day, you know, your twin is the mirror of thy soul. And we're really talking about your own journey here. And uh, don't give anybody else permission to um, instill something in you that's not there. Absolutely. And that's part of the journey too, because it's the only, it's the parts of yourself that's questioning it through your egoic mind that then is reflected back in people that are going to challenge your beliefs. So the best thing is for you to really just sit and reflect and get to this, this state of just inner knowing. Absolutely. And thank the person who is challenging you because it's really testing your own inner strength that you have endured through this journey. Yes. So beautiful. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I'd love you too, girl. It's it's so amazing to get on here and talk with you and chat with you. And yeah, that's another thing I just want to quickly mention is, is sisterhood is so important right now too. Um, we're getting to a point where we're calling in in this journey, we're calling in other feminines who are resonating at our energy and we can really just connect and feel that love and that sisterhood vibe and that allows for so much healing because i don't know about you but as a feminine older soul an awakened feminine i've had a lot of challenges with with other feminines in my life who maybe not um are not as old um so don't have like such trauma and all these karmic cycles that they're having to live through and it's hard to get to a point where you can find sisters that you can trust and that you really vibe with i agree and you know it's the motion of trust um and a lot of people don't have true spiritual trust and this is why divine feminines are the bomb.com in my opinion because they're really taking the actions forward to showcase what real love and trust and honor and all these other things are. And you know, what it reminds me of is, is the, um, the, what's it called? Shit, what's it called? The Super Bowl when Shakira did that call, like, la, 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 la. Oh, yes, yes. Because when I heard it, it activated something within me and it brought me straight back to Egypt. And it was a call that all the priestesses were coming back into the temple together to talk. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I really resonated with that too. And I watched it like a couple times and then did some research. I'm like, what is she doing? Because this really is touching me on a soul level. Yeah, and a lot of people too, especially masculines, but masculines looked at it as like, oh shit, Shakira's fine. (laughs) And you know what? She is fine because she holds the key to the holy, sacred priestesshood. Um, 
And, you know, she is someone who can resonate with that energy. Um, and because of that, it brought them into that lustful energy, but that's what that energy is about. So, you know, if, if some divine feminines are really feeling that lustful energy, it's because there's more um, sacred healing that you must do in the temple. Of the oh, priesthood. totally, totally. Yeah, the masculine will lust after the divine feminine before realizing the power, uh, her true power, um, because they can't fully understand it yet until they step fully into their power. So that lusting is part of the process. Absolutely, and I really do believe that the trust that we are taking forward and through action is really allowing us to come back and really talk and hold space for one another, which is so beautiful. It is. It truly is. So beautiful. So yeah, I love you. Thank you. I honor you. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your energy and your time. And, um, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are going to love this. So thank you, my love. I really, truly appreciate you. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so grateful for you. Oh, I can't wait to have another discussion with you because it's going to come shortly, guys. But when? God's plan, not ours. <laughs> so, all right. Do you want to tell um, everybody where they can find you one more time before we wrap it up? Yes. So I'm on Instagram at Laura the Woken Mind. And I also have a YouTube channel, Laura the Woken Mind, as well. And my website is thewokenmind.com. Beautiful. So people follow her, go to her website, go to her YouTube. And of course, I'll link her up. So thank you again, my loves. And everybody, have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday. God bless.